Hey Church of the Beloved, my name is Kevin Zo and I'm the production manager here at COTV. Just wanted to say a quick thanks for tuning in to our weekly sermon podcast. This week's message is brought to us by our interim senior pastor, Abe Lee. He is speaking on the topic of missional living. Again, welcome. Um, so we just finished a, a sermon series um, on the minor prophets. For the next five weeks, we're going to start a new one. We're going to be focusing on who we are as a church. You know, our mission, if you don't know, as a church of the beloved, is to see the gospel transform people into spirit-filled disciples who know that they are the beloved of God because of Christ alone. And we try to live this mission out um, in our local, what I like to call our embassy, a local embassy, our local spiritual outpost, this church. We do it by focusing on five key values, uh, being missional, emphasizing prayer, worshiping passionately, uh, considering community, and focusing on the gospel. By the way, um, either this Friday or next Friday, we're still finalizing the date. Um, Suzette and I, my wife, we're going to be hosting our next new member class and dinner at our home. So if you want to learn more about what it means to be a member of the Church of the Beloved and how you can go through that process, please email me. There's still time. Or email info at cotv.life to sign up. We're going to be inducting another group of new members at, uh, through our sermon series in November uh, because God's doing some amazing things in our little church, and it's awesome to see. So we'd love to have others who are interested. Just, just email me this week. But this sermon series, we're going to focus on those five values I mentioned, uh, being missional, emphasizing prayer, worshiping passionately, considering community, and being focused on the gospel. And every Sunday, what I'm going to be doing for the next five weeks is I'm going to talk a little bit about the biblical foundation, the basis or the rationale, and the reason for emphasizing these five particular areas, because it's not that we don't think about other things as a church, it's just that these are the areas we want to prioritize, and I want to talk about them. But as I was preparing, there's this restaurant in Wicker Park. It's called Flash Taco. It's at our version of Six Corners, where Damon, North, and Milwaukee, Weed, and if you guys uh, have a Six Corners around your neighborhood, you know how crazy those are. I'm honestly surprised there aren't more accidents around any Six Corners. Um, but the BLM process, uh, protests, the Black Lives Matter protests, when they started going on, those owners painted a sign right on their restaurant and says, we don't just talk about it, we be about it. Now, I'm not an English expert. I don't think the grammar is great, but I get their intent behind it. They just want to say it's not about just talking, it's about action. So I don't want to just talk about our values. I want, you to, I want to show you our values. So for these next five weeks, um, and many of you may be happy about this, my messages are going to be very short, probably around... Five, ten, ten minutes. Um, and what I'm going to do, though, instead of that time, and spend that time, I'm going to be bringing people onto the stage because I want to interview people who are part of our church party. I want to show you how we, as Church of the Beloved, um, live missionally. I want to show you how we, the Church of the Beloved, emphasize prayer, how we as the beloved of God worship passionately, or at least want to worship passionately, consider community on how we are focusing on the gospel. Today, we're going to be inviting up, and not yet, so just so you know, Caitlin Damer 
and uh, uh, they're already excited about it, and Sheena Fuller. Um, now, Caitlin is our very first sponsored missionary as the Church of the Beloved. Uh, and we'll talk about more that more in a bit. Shana uh, is with part, in partnership with Grace, uh, Grace Kimmy. They are in charge and lead up our international ministry. And I'm going to be asking them to stage in a little bit to have them talk about what it means to be missional at Church of the Beloved and what that should and what that could look like for all of us. Okay? But before I do, at the heart, I want to talk about this. At the heart of our values, especially being missional, actually all of them, is this underlying assumption that the beloved, we are family. In John chapter 1, I want to read to you from the Christian Standard Bible. John chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. This is what it says. It says, he came to his own. Speaking of Jesus, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be the children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. The chosen by God. The beloved of God. Made righteous before God. Thanks to the work of Jesus Christ in his death and in his resurrection. Those who are not born of natural descent. Those who are not born of the will of man, but born again in the spirit. We're family. You are my sisters. You are my brothers. And this is how we are called to live as family. We're called to be united together with one dad, one father, one spirit, one son. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says this. Let love be without, uh, sorry, verse 10. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. And we continue on in verses 13 and 16. We're called to not only love our beloved family under Christ, but we're called to share everything, everything with each other. Verse 13 says, share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. And that's our heart. That's what we want our heart to be at the Church of the Beloved. To pursue hospitality. To bless the persecutors. To rejoice with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep. Because we're family. And the Church of the Beloved is a family that wants to live missionally. And this is what that means. We want to live out the call to proclaim the good news of the upside-down kingdom today, right now. This is God's intent. This is God's design. John chapter 12, verse 21, and Jesus said to them, this is after his resurrection. Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. I also send you. See, being missional at Beloved is not just coming to church on Sunday, whether it's in person or virtually. It's not just being part of a small group. It's not being, it is being transformed by this gospel, being so filled with the Holy Spirit that we are so radically reoriented to not consider ourselves as more significant. Being missional at Beloved is saying that we're going to use our time, our money, our opportunities, our efforts, everything 
so that we can work together as a family to share the gospel. There's a passage in Acts chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Um, and this is what Jesus said to them. It's not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Our emphasis to live missionally at the Church of the Beloved is based on an understanding that we are family. We are all one family. Sisters and brothers united together by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as a family, we together are striving to work towards what Christ calls us to do, which is to be his witnesses. To be the ones to present the joy of citizenship in God's upside-down kingdom so that others might want to be a part of that family as well. And we do this by following this instruction that Jesus left to us in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 20. I'm sure many of you are familiar with this, but what it says there in 18, Jesus came near and he said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always with you always to the end of the age. See, we, as a church, we strive to live missionally by making disciples. We live missionally by together seeking to be students of the Messiah, of the Christ. And, and this happens best, more often than not, in the context of the church. And so together, as a family, we live our lives together. Together, as a family, we practice faith together. Together, as a family, we encourage, we admonish each other to proclaim the gospel, to make disciples so that others can proclaim the gospel and make disciples. The reality of this value to be missional is something that can happen when in our midst, like locally in Chicago and far away. So living missionally is not limited but it does include serving in places like Africa, the Philippines, or Mexico. So what I, as I mentioned today, I'm going to be interviewing two examples of how we want the Church of the Beloved to live missionally, both globally and locally. But before I do that, before I call them up, I want to I read today again the passage that Sarah read for us. And thank you for reading that for us today, Sarah. In Acts chapter 13, verse 2 and 3. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after they had fasted, prayed, and laid hands on them, they sent them off. I chose this verse today um, as our main verse because it presents the first recorded sending of missionaries by a local church in Scripture. And the people, they were gathered together in the room in Antioch, probably huddled together, united in one common purpose, to glorify God by sending workers for the mission of God. The Spirit moved in two individuals to go, and they went. The Spirit moved in the church to pray, and the church prayed. So that's what we're going to be doing today, ultimately. We're going to continue this tradition as we commission off Caitlin. And uh, uh, she begins her ministry in Mexico. But 
At this point, rather than having me tell you about her call to missions, I'm going to ask Caitlin, if you don't mind coming onto the stage here, and you can grab one of those chairs over on the side. I'm also going to ask Shayna, if you would also come to the stage. As I mentioned, she helps lead our international ministry. There are some chairs on the side. And um, now, being missional, let me mention as they come up here, it doesn't mean that you have to go to another country like Caitlin's doing, though I will tell you this. If you feel called to go to another country to serve in this way, uh, we as a church, we want to walk alongside you, literally, uh, and financially. So if that's the case for you, please come talk to me. But living missionally as a church does mean making gospel-transformed, spirit-filled disciples, whether it's here in Chicago or overseas. And so we're going to have them share a bit about uh, how they're doing. Do you guys have a microphone? Awesome. Um, if you guys can grab one chair each, I don't think you need more than one for yourself. And I'm going to have you guys uh, be front and center. Sorry for uh, moving around the stage. Hopefully you guys aren't too distracted by us. Um, and I'm going to, I picked this one because it does this. And to get you out of the way. You all right? A little awkward, huh? This is what I get to do every week. Um, so... Uh, camera folks, hopefully uh, you're able to see them okay. Uh, we will give you a chance to uh, introduce yourselves in, uh, in a moment. Um, but let me just pull off some of these questions I have prepared for them. So, Caitlin, I'd like you to start off, if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of where and when you're going. Yeah, please take off your mask so people can see you and hear you. And the microphone's on? Yep. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. Um, I am going to Mexico. Um, it's like a north, north central Mexico in the state of Chihuahua, um, but it's up in the mountains, like really remote, um, like five hours from the capital. Um, the people group is called the Tarimara people, um, and they are actually the native, um, native uh, people groups of Mexico that fled to mountains when the Spanish conquistadors invaded. So because of that, they're very um, isolated and they've kept a lot of their cultural traditions, and, um, but they're also like very poor and um, kind of exploded, the cartels up there too, um, kind of like using their land as well. So um, yeah, so that's, the, that's where I'm going. Um, and I'm going in at the end of November. At the end of November. I pushed back a little bit, but okay. end of November, just figuring out transportation stuff of how to get up there, because I have to have people bring me up there, either by car or plane, so. No mules? Or anything? Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, and I'm gonna, and can you tell me again, and I'm gonna ask you to hold the mic a little bit closer, because I have a feeling the guys in the back are having a really hard time, uh, but can you tell me the name of the people group again? Tara Umara. Tara Umara, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. I'm gonna do my best to remember that, Tara Umara. Okay, um, great, and I'm gonna ask you to hand the microphone to Shana. Shana, I'm going to ask you know, uh, a similar question. If you can introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about what the international ministry is and what's the goal of that ministry. Um, so, my, oh, so my name is Shana Fuller, um, and I currently I co-lead international ministry with Grace Kim. Um, so, yeah, our church, I think, since it started, has always um, had folks coming here who are not from America, um, who's you know, first language is not English, but they are either seeking and interested in Christianity or they're already believers. 
Um, and so I think officially we launched what is now International Ministry in 2016. Um, and really the goal of that ministry, and I have notes so I don't forget anything. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, uh, often when we think of missions, we think of us leaving, right? Um, and some people, obviously, like Caitlin, are called to do that, um, go elsewhere. But then um, we live in a major city, so that means the nations are always coming here. And so um, the idea is to really um, introduce, you know, folks who are either coming here for school or for work to the gospel um, through our church so that they, you know, come to know Jesus, they grow to love him, and then, you know, inevitably when they go back to their home country, they're able to share the gospel with um, their family and friends there. Um, and so, yeah, I think I have some stats here. We've had folks from over 25 countries um, be involved in our ministry at one point or another. Um, 16 of them accepted Christ, and then um, we've seen seven of them baptized through this church. So wow. it's really cool. Um, we've had lots of ups and downs, um, as the entire church has, um, but I think we have a lot of hope um, that we will be able to continue to connect with the nations um, through uh, this ministry. And I think also the goal would be that you know, Grace and I are from America, so we hope that, you know, one day we'll be led by people who are also international. Um, and I think, you know, uh, we want to really live life with these people um, because, you know, they're here for a very limited amount of time often. They're like studying English for six months or a year, or they're in school for four years or for a PhD, or they try to get a work visa, but we all know, like, that system is very, you know, uh, it's not reliable, so they don't know how long they'll be here, you know, and so there's a limited kind of window of time um, to reach them, but um, yeah, I would say that um, they are really blessed and encouraged by uh, the hospitality of, of Americans who are willing to connect with them, be friends with them, and invite them over to their home. Um, yeah, just last night I was in an Uber and my driver was from Georgia, not the state, but the country. <laughs> and um, it was really cool just talking with him. I feel like every time I get an Uber, it's like someone from like random country, like Mongolia. Right? I asked him, I was like, how many people from Georgia are in Chicago? He was like, like 400. It's crazy, you know? So everyone from all over the world comes here. So it's a great opportunity to reach the nations. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Uh, any of them, Tara Umara? Uh, no, I have oh, not. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Which leads me to uh, my next question for you, Caitlin, if you don't mind. Uh, you're going out to serve the Taramara to be with them and to live life with them. Can I ask what specifically will you be doing in your mission work there? Yeah, so I'm a certified nurse midwife right now in, in the U.S., and so that's what I'm going to do out there. Um, they had midwives years ago at the hospital, and when they had midwives at the hospital, more women, more women would come in and give birth. Their tradition actually is very unique. So they're one of the only people groups that does not have a cultural midwife. And so, um, you know, when their women get pregnant, the tradition is that they go out into the woods alone and, and have their baby, which in turn, you know, they have a huge um, maternal and infant mortality rates. Um, so oddly enough, um, when they have these like foreign midwives at the hospital years ago, a lot more women, women would come into the hospital um, and have safe deliveries. And so when they left, then um, they stopped coming. So 
they've been praying for a few years now to have another midwife. Uh, and after a few years of myself kind of figuring out where I, you know, where the Lord's calling me, I led, you know, he led me to this hospital, which just definitely seems like ordained from the Lord. So that's exciting. Um, but also, yeah, like long term, like you're talking about, ideally it would be awesome to have more of like, uh, like cultural buy-in or like, you know, people from their own culture mm. um, that, you know, can start to learn to, you know, uh, yeah, like take ownership of like safe, safe deliveries, healthy birth, all that kind of stuff. But for at least for the beginning, that's definitely going to be my, my main part is just being their midwife. Before uh, we go to Shana, one more follow-up question because, you know, everything that you just described, your journey to becoming a midwife and this opportunity to serve as a missionary, as a midwife, mm -hmm. what led you to becoming and deciding that this is the path God wanted you to go in the first place? How did you make that decision? Yeah, like just missions in general? Missions in general, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, so when I was at... Kelvin College in undergrad, um, you know, just trying to figure out as an 18-year-old what your major should be, you know, what the rest of your life, what you want, how you want to serve God and love his people and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I knew I wanted to be a midwife just early on in life, um, and I really feel like that was definitely the Lord's guiding as well, um, just with how much I, how little I actually knew about it, <laughs> but how much it's, like, perfect for me, so... Um, uh, yeah, so that, and then when I got, you know, to Calvin, I'm like, I really want to, like, you know, serve the Lord and his people through my profession, because that's what I'm going to be spending the majority of my hours of my life doing, and so uh, I knew, you know, as a midwife, there are tons of opportunities to, um, you know, do missions abroad, and honestly, in the U.S. as well. Like, I spent the last six years working at Londale Christian Health Center, which is a great place. Um, oh, that's a plug for Londale. <laughs> if you're in the medical field, Londale seems to be a place to go. <laughs> if you ask anybody else here who is in the medical field, 50-50% chance, chance that they're probably working at Londale as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, but yes, go on. <laughs> what yeah. were you saying? Yeah. So that's, that's basically how I, how I got into it back in college. It's kind of when I started thinking about missions. Um, I didn't go in like abroad right away because I was required to work in the U.S. just with the scholarship that I had. Mm -hmm. um, and very thankful for my time, and um, honestly, it's probably much for the better just getting that experience here. Um, and then, yeah, and then just like three years ago, I started looking into options again, and That's awesome. it was kind of a long process, but eventually it led me to Mexico. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, I'm going to ask Shana, um, if I can ask you, obviously from what you guys have been hearing, what you all have been hearing right now, there is definitely a diversity in how we can respond to living missionally. How can folks get involved from, uh, with international ministry if, uh, and based on the needs that are there now? Yes. Um, so kind of right now our structure is um, we have weekly Bible study and then we do events and retreats and things like that. We went apple picking a couple weeks ago. Um, we have a retreat next weekend. Um, and so I think, you know, right now a good place for folks to jump in, especially as the holidays are coming up. Um, Thanksgiving, Christmas is very big. Um, often, you know, uh, we will do some type of huge meal or gathering. Um, I think, you know, if anyone with, who has a nice house would like to host, 
have us. I mean, Grace and I have a nice apartment, but like it's not that big. So <laughs> um, that's a great way, you know, to jump in to host something like that, or any. It doesn't have to be a holiday. It could be a dinner to have people over. Mm. Um, you know, if you feel like you know you're really excited about the idea of connecting with um, folks from other countries, um, you know, you're welcome to join our Bible study time. You just reach out to me or Grace. Um, I, I do think specifically right now, um, you know, as much as Grace and I, we have this vision to, you know, do more outreach and kind of really, you know, uh, disciple folks and, um, you know, have, I think our capacity is limited because we are two people. <laughs> and um, also, you know, uh, it would be great if we could have a guy come from somewhere and, 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 and join us. <laughs> Down from heaven above or something? Um, <laughs> Because Somebody other than Jesus, of course, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, we have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. great. But uh. yeah, um, because, you know, we have guys and like we are not equipped really to disciple them or anything. Um, I mean, we're friends with them. We hang out with them. But yeah, I think that's something we've been specifically praying for. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, just, um, yeah, if you're willing to jump in, join Bible study or host, um, have people come over to your house. Uh, join us for, you know, one of our outings. You're welcome to. So just, you know, connect with Grace or I. Yeah, yeah. that sounds awesome. So, I mean, please, if you're interested in getting involved in that way, you can, if you don't know Shana or Grace's email address, email info at cotb.life and we'll get you connected with them. Um, and I, th I think I mentioned to you guys before that Suzette and I, we are open to hosting. So we'll definitely be one of those families. Um, Besides getting involved, prayer is such an essential part. How can we pray for you? Yeah, um, I think, um, yeah, for you can pray for Grace and I. I think, you know, anytime you're running a ministry and it's maybe a small team of people, it's easy to get burnt out or mm. um, tired. I mean, we've been very blessed. Like, I think, you know, slowly but surely, you know, some of the folks who are involved with the ministry have stepped up and led Bible study or kind of help plan retreat and, and things to do. So that's been really encouraging. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, pray for us, I think, um, just to very joyful and hopeful, you know, I think, um, mm. it, yeah, we've seen lots of people come and go from our team, and, and like I said, now there's just two of us, so I think just a fight to stay hopeful, and especially with COVID, like, staying hopeful to connect with more internationals in the city, because I think outreach and, and meeting new people looks different now, so I pray for that, and then, um, yeah, I think for our people, like, we really just want them to, to love Jesus and, and connect with him in a way that's, like, for the rest of their life, you know, because we know they maybe won't always be here in Chicago. Um, we've had, you know, brothers and sisters go back to their home country, and it's really difficult for them to walk with the Lord there, especially if they're from a country like Japan, where, like, they don't know anybody else who's Christian. Mm -hmm. um, so I think also praying for people we do know that have gone back home, maybe before they got to accept Christ or before, you know, they really got to, like, learn how to walk with the Lord on their own. And so I think those people are always on our thoughts. Um, mm. And we get to see them, you know, when we visit those countries, obviously not in the last two years, but in the future, you know. So I think praying for them too, um, and that they would, you know, connect with local churches in their home country and, and um, have community there. So, okay. yeah. Uh, definitely. So praying for your continued joy and hope through this ministry, as well as for those who you've had the opportunity to, share the gospel with that they might either come to know the lord or be encouraged by it where they are where they might be all alone 
Uh, definitely. I mentioned those again mainly because I hope you all, we, we're not just paying lip service. We're asking you all to pray. And I'm asking the staff that this will be included as part of our weekly announcements that will go out in email in case you all forget about it. So uh, you guys can be encouraged with that. Caitlin, I want to ask you a similar question, but not only how we can pray for you, but how can we support you as you prepare to go off to Mexico? Yeah, so first, prayer. Uh, I, yeah, just for the next month as I, you know, pack and, you know, say goodbye and, you know, do all the final preparations, like, make sure that, you know, physically everything's ready, mentally, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, and then also, uh, yeah, just like as I'm going, I'm starting language learning initially before I even jump into the hospital yet. Um, so just prayers for a good language helper to come my way and, um, you know, that, that goes um, smoothly and quickly and I'm able to learn the language quickly. Um, and, uh, and then, yes, when I get into the hospital, um, then, yeah, just prayers for... You know, you know, interacting with new coworkers, and, you know, the, there's some Mexican doctors there, so, you know, they're probably not, you know, some of the things I do maybe will be new to them or different, right? So, um, so you know, just with those interactions, um, and then also um, just, you know, figuring out, you know, as the only midwife especially, like figuring out, uh, you know, a work schedule kind of, you know, <laughs> boundaries, <laughs> um, so, that it, so that it can be sustainable and it won't get burned out. Yeah, definitely. But how else can we, that's great for the prayer request. We definitely will do that. And how, how difficult, how much different is Tara Umara from Spanish? Uh, very. very. So, so my Spanish is not fluent yet. So I, I, my first language learning will be in Spanish because okay. the hospital is run in Spanish. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and then once you get that down, then if you want to do Tara Umara, you can. So cool. that's the plan. So. And what else, can, <laughs> what else can we do for, in regards to supporting you? Um, so, yeah, so for supporting the church, first, first off is supporting me a lot financially, so thank you very much for all that. Mm. Um, huge, huge um, help for um, just for, you know, the, the logistical abilities of being able to go. Um, and then, yes, if you guys want to be more connected with me or support me beyond that with your own finances, um, I will have a newsletter. Um, I also have prayer cards, I think, out in the, the hallway there. Right by the coffee, there's a sign-up sheet and uh, prayer cards for folks to grab. Yes, yeah. So if you want to be included on my like, uh, uh, like email newsletter, I'll have a Facebook page, too. I'll, you know, when I, get, when I get to Mexico, I'll probably be a lot more active in terms of, like, posting pictures and, like, what's actually happening. Now it's kind of like, okay, here's an update. <laughs> I'm still bagging, you know. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, the, as I've mentioned a few times now, it's, it's, I think it's really important, the minish, both the international ministry and missions in general for us as a church, because we do want to see the gospel advance, disciples being made, um, which is why I wanted to start this off with Caitlin and Shana. Um, and so what we're going to do now is I want to say first, both of you, thank you so much for all that you do. Yeah, let's give them a hand. It's been some amazing work. Um, we're going to have them go ahead and step down. I'm going to ask the band to come up while they step down. You guys can go ahead and just put your chairs to the side over there. Um, what I'm going to ask as the band comes up to the stage is this. After we have a time of worship, worshiping passionately, as we would love to do as a church, I'm going to ask everyone 
who is in any way connected to Caitlin, whether you were in a small group with her, uh, maybe you're already supporting her, or based on today, you're saying, you know what, I'm going to give a dollar a month or something. Anything you can do, I'm going to commit to pray for her. Any way at all, any shape or form, or just because you're suffering FOMO. She's going to come up to the front of the stage right here. She's not coming on stage, she's going to the front. It says in scripture that they prayed for her and they laid hands on her. It is the time of COVID, so we have hand sanitizers in the front. <laughs> We're going to ask you to sanitize yourself, just your hands. I don't care about any other part of your body. Sanitize your hands. We're going to come together at the end, and we're going to lay hands on Caitlin, and we're going to pray for her. We're going to pray that God go with her as she does the amazing work the Spirit has called her to do. Um, but let me ask Jonah to go ahead and close this heart in time of worship. Thank you for tuning in to this week's COTV Sermon Podcast. For more info or to connect with us, you can visit our website at cotv.life. God bless and have a great week.